0: On today's Smart 7, Rwanda ruled out by Court of Appeal, SpyCops report slams undercover practices and lots more. It's Friday the 30th of June, it's International Asteroid Day and happy birthday, Catherine Ryan. The Smart 7. It's news, but not funny. news. Way back in April 2022, Boris's government announced a grand plan to send asylum seekers on a one-way trip to Rwanda so they could apply for asylum there. It seemed like a crazy scheme, and sure enough, the first flight, which was due to take place last June, never took off after a multitude of legal challenges. Thursday saw the appeals court weigh in on the matter as the three-judge panel ruled that the long-distance scheme was in fact not permitted. Lord Chief Justice Lord Burnett made the announcement. The result is that the High Court's decision that Rwanda was a safe third country is reversed and that unless and until the deficiencies in its asylum processes are corrected, removal of asylum seekers to Rwanda will be unlawful. It caps off a bad week for Home Secretary Suella Braverman who found out on Tuesday that the cost per asylum seeker for the Rwanda scheme was going to be 169,000 pounds. That's according to an impact assessment and would be on top of the 140 million pounds already paid to Rwanda. But Suella's vowed to carry on with her struggle to stop the small boats. Whilst of course, We are disappointed with the decision today. We will be putting in an application to seek permission to appeal very, very swiftly. Labour leader Sakir Starmer says he has a plan that involves actually processing asylum claims. The government's got no plan. It's got a gimmick, which is the Rwanda scheme, a gimmick which has already cost the taxpayer 140 million pounds. And now we know from the court judgment this morning that the government didn't even do the basics to make sure that it was fit for purpose. is now banned from the Commons after the Partygate report, but the Privileges Committee aren't finished yet. They published a list of seven Tory MPs and three peers whose behaviour put the system of checks and balances at risk. The list includes some of Boris's best buddies, including the Dean Why Can't I Be a Lady Doris, Sir Jacob Rees-Mogg and Priti Patel. Leaders of the Commons Penny Mordaunt says there'll be a debate on the report, but it's a serious matter. It is in this house's interest that we have such a committee, and it is absolutely vital that members of this House are prepared to serve on such committees, so uh, we are very happy to uh, bring forward that report. Shadow Leader of the House, Labour's Thangham Debonair, is hoping the man who missed the last vote takes a stand this time. It's about time the Prime Minister showed up and showed some leadership. If he doesn't stand up for standards, what does he actually stand for? An inquiry into undercover police operations originally commissioned by then Home Secretary Theresa May in 2014 finally issued its first report on Thursday. Sir John Mitting's report looks specifically at operations carried out between 1968 and 1982. The practice of inserting undercover officers into primarily left-wing groups appears to have resulted in absolute chaos, with at least six undercover officers having sexual relationships during their covert deployments. The officers also used the identities of dead children to create their undercover personas and the report concluded the whole practice should have been stopped over 50 years ago commander john savile of the met police says undercover work is a legitimate tactic but apologize to those involved to the benefit of hindsight there should have been more care taken in relation to the groups that were being uh, infiltrated what was going on uh, 40 years ago bears no resemblance at all to how Undercover policing is now in 2023. Activist groups speaking outside the court says the spy cop saga's gone on for far too long. The shocking reality has at last been acknowledged. The results of the inquiry so far are devastating for the police, the security services and government. Ukrainian troops continue to make progress in their spring offensive, capitalising on the chaos that arose from last weekend's mini-mutiny. Thursday saw news that the Wagner mercenary group will no longer fight in Ukraine after refusing to sign Kremlin contracts. Meanwhile, Vladimir Putin made a rare and bizarre public appearance in the streets of the Russian Republic of Dagestan as he looks to shore up his image as leader. European leaders are meeting in Brussels in advance of July's NATO summit, and President of the European Parliament, Roberta Mastola, says that whatever's going on in Russia, the EU will continue to Back to Ukraine. What we can be certain about is that Ukraine must remain our number one priority. Our policies are working, Putin is weaker, and Ukraine is efficiently fighting back. Still to come on the Smart Seven, Lewis Hamilton gets cranky in Austria, and Liam Neeson has transport issues right after this. this weekend sees the Austrian Grand Prix, Red Bull's home race. Max Verstappen basically has the championship in the bag at this stage, but fellow Red Bull driver Sergio Perez was ill on Thursday and missed the media round. All the talk was about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney's investment in the Alpine team, but there's been no sign of the Wrexham boys in the pits as yet. Meanwhile, Lewis Hamilton was sounding cranky about Red Bull's dominance as he called for a ban on how soon teams can begin development of next season's cars. I think the FIA should probably put a, a time when everyone's allowed to start developing on the next year's car so that no one can get an advantage on the next year because that sucks. (laughs) We've all faced those Ryanair summer flights, numb knees, no elbow room, screaming kids and the dread of needing to use the loo. Well, what about a TV show that takes you through all that in real time? but with Idris Elba. It's sort of like 24 in the Sky in the new Apple TV Plus show Hijack. Idris plays Sam Nelson, a business negotiator who needs to put those skills to use when his Dubai to London flight gets hijacked. Despite some critics describing it as Luther without a coat, Idris says he enjoyed doing something a little bit different. I wanted to play Sam because he's an ordinary guy in a really weird situation. And he's a human being with really, you know, the need to want to go see his family and I just wanted to try and characterize that. I play characters that are tough, you know, sort of masculine, toxic. This is a guy that's just scared. He's renowned for having a particular set of skills, but he's now taking those skills on the road. He's Liam Neeson, who now specialises in playing the unlikely dad who has to go on a killing spree. This time, it's a movie called Retribution, in which he gets stuck in his own car, and if he stops driving, it'll blow up. It hits Sky Cinema this autumn. I'm sorry, this autumn. Honey, something's happened. There's a man who has put a bomb in the car. Under our seats are our pressure triggers. We can't get out. The car will explode. We're here. Listen very carefully, or I kill you. Open the glove box. Shoot him. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world.